You're listening to Secret Lives of Musicians. It's a podcast under sound waves with the Florida Orchestra and hosted today by me, Andy Tafelski. I sat down with TFO Principal Bass D. Moses, who happens to be concluding his 47 years in a principal position with TFO at this weekend's concert of Mahler's Fourth Symphony, so we could find out all about his life outside of the symphony orchestra. We talked about why he chose this concert as his last, how and why he's refocusing his life, about the time he auditioned for the Ford Orchestra in the conductor's living room, and more in this episode of Secret Lives of Musicians. Okay, we'll pretend like we have like some sort of cool intro music. It'll have to be like more orchestral though. Oh, Could be primus for all I care. Okay, how does that sound like? <laughs> my name is Clifford D. Moses Jr. My dad, because I'm a junior, my dad was Cliff, so I got the middle name D. Oh, so you go by D though? I go by D. Moses, always have, probably always will. Really? Except at the bank. Because they have your legal documents. Right. So your legal government name, Clifford right. D. Moses. Right, my legal government name is Clifford D. Moses Jr. Jr. I love it. Yeah. I am not a junior. No, I wouldn't think so. I don't typically see a lot of daughters named. It's not not in the culture. No, I don't know why. Yeah, oh, I don't know why. Maybe either. I wanted to be Never a thought about it, yeah. Lynn Jr., that's my mom's name. Yeah. Or I could take my dad's name. It just had to be just girls and boys. Greg Jr. That's right. The lady. So, you're retiring. How many years have you been with the orchestra? I've been with the Florida Orchestra for, this is the 47th season. Wow. And 48, over parts of 48 calendar years, but 47th season. Yeah, I started in 1975 in the fall, and here we are. Did you ever take a sabbatical or time off? Was it straight I did not. I did not. Actually, that's not true. I took a couple of months off to help my mom when my dad was passing from illness, oh, but um, that was but no, I've never taken an unofficial leave yeah. of absence. So pretty much played everything. Wow! <laughs> so you've played forty-seven, so forty-seven seasons. Mm-hmm. So forty-seven seasons of music. Could you estimate how much music that is? Minutes worth of hours. Oh my gosh! Date? I should have done my homework on this. Uh, many, yeah. many, 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 many. However, many concerts. We didn't always do as many concerts as we've done the last decade or so. Okay. But still, multiply them times 47, and it's it's, it's a lot. You put in way more than your 10,000 hours that you're supposed I'm to master your I'm sure that's probably a distant view in my rearview mirror, yeah. Yeah, you're like, I've circled that a few yeah. times. Yeah. So if you're at year 30, are you still putting in as much prep as you put in in year one? Oh, absolutely, if not really? more. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Oh, yeah. If the art's not advancing, that's not good. And with the art advancing, skills have to advance. Yeah. So I play much better now than I did when I was younger. That's awesome. Which was the goal. Yeah. <laughs> always the goal, to always be going upwards. That's great. Yeah. So when you retire, you'll still be practicing, you think? Oh, gosh. I'm not really retiring, to be honest. It's really just sort of a realignment of my time. Uh, I'm going to be very busy. I will be practicing, yes. I will be playing concerts whenever people want me. Michael Francis has already asked me to do some subbing, and I intend to, and we'll see what else comes along. So it's definitely not the last the Florida Orchestra will see of you. It's not likely to be the last, yeah. but it'll be the last time I'll be sitting in that first chair. 
So you're refocusing your 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 life. Where I'm refocusing gonna... my life. Yeah, sure. I'm going to play things that projects that really interest me. Okay. Um, not that this doesn't, but yeah. to find really interesting projects. I have a recording project with a friend that we'll be working on, and uh, my wife and I wish to travel as yeah. much as we can. Our daughter and grandson and her family over there live in Barcelona. It's a long way from here. Yeah. And I would like to see the little guy a little more often. So you have a grandson? So I have a grandson now. Aww. Yes, he's three years old. That's amazing. Yeah. Have you gotten to visit him? We have. He was a COVID baby. We saw him when he was born, December 13th, right before COVID hit in March. Oh, wow. So December 13th, 2019. And then we didn't see him again for two years. Wow. After that. So we're going to make up for it. I have some serious spoiling to do. Yeah. I love that. I love the the refocusing on family. I think everyone sort of after COVID had it had some time to think about where their priorities started to yeah. to lay. They're like, well, do I really want to be apart from my family? I definitely felt that as well. Definitely want more time with family. And yeah. I'm healthy. So there are many things I want to do while I'm still able to do them. Hiking. I'm a motorcycle fanatic. Yeah. And I wish to do more track days and uh, more riding, which is not only is there no time for it with a full-time orchestra job, but it's also a little dicey. Mm. You might sprain your finger or something worse. So Yeah. Okay. So tell me about the motorcycling. How did you get into that? I've always been interested in it from way back in teenage years. But when after I got the job here, one of the first things I did was save some money and try to buy a motorcycle, which I did. And I started road racing and ended up uh, having a, a wreck, an accident, oh, no. road racing. But everything turned out fine. In later years, I've gotten back into it. I've got three motorcycles in the garage that need my attention. And I've got a grandson and a daughter in Barcelona that need my attention. Yeah. And I have some musical projects that need my attention. And I want to do all of that while I'm healthy and able and well. Yeah, that's and, so nice. Uh, and travel with my wife. Yeah. She doesn't see me on the weekends except, well, she comes to the concerts, but we don't do weekends. How long have you been together with your wife? At the end of this year, it'll be 25 years married, so 26 wow. years total. That's awesome. So yeah. she's basically been with you half of your half TFO of, experience, a little bit uh, less. Yeah, yeah, actually half. that's true. That's so she's like true. been to all of the concerts. She can, she some often comes three, three nights a week on wow. the weekend. She just loves it. Awesome. She loves the music, and I love her support. Oh. We love a good love story. Yeah. Um, I know there's a lot of couples in the orchestra, too. And I love just seeing that everybody, you know, kind of finds their partner in life and, it, and they find ways to make it work in this weird career we choose or you choose. Not me. I'm not in the orchestra, but well, you choose it's, it's this. tricky, especially yeah. in orchestra playing to get two people in the same orchestra. Yeah. Um, luckily, my wife is a contemporary dancer and choreographer. Oh, cool. Um, so she's an artist in that realm. And I'll be doing more with her, too. I make music for her pieces. Oh, of, really? Often, yeah. I create, so you're composing? Uh, I create stuff, I'd like to say. <laughs> I create things, uh, usually with the benefit of computer electronics and things like that. I'm really interested in that kind of thing as well. Cool. Any synths or just like electronic sounds? A little bit of synths, uh, guitars. Um, what you don't know is that I was a rocker. Really? Oh, yeah. I was in many bands and classical turned my head in college. I mean, I was always interested and studying, but I really was a lead guitar player, not bass guitar. Wow. Believe it or not. What kind of music? You said rock, but like, let's... Rock. I mean, the thing happening at the, at the time was, you know, all the Beatles and the Stones, but Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, you know, heavy guitar music. 
and uh, I was very much into that. I still have my guitars. Which one's your favorite? Uh, my Gibson SG. <laughs> I think it's a 67, but it's like considered highly vintage now. And it's like, really? oh, wait a minute. Oh, no. That's when I got it. <laughs> what does that say about me? Good thing you hung on to it. Yeah, sure well, that's, that's true as well. But uh, I guess that makes me vintage of a certain sort. Do you think you'll play more guitar going back? I, I think so. I yeah. think so. Yeah, I'm doing some home recording and things. Recording. Creating and recording. Yeah. Yeah. I would never play guitar live out for anybody. I can't believe I used to do it all the time. But I did, and I enjoyed it. Do you have any pictures or videos? I have pictures. Oh, I'll have to share with you. Okay, definitely share those. We're I didn't those. send those. I was thinking about sending them, but I yeah. didn't, but I will. I almost wish you could dedicate like your last performance to your older personas oh. and just come out with like the rocker look and just mm-hmm. rock out to Mahler 7. Mahler 7? Mahler 4. <laughs> yeah. That's not right. Mahler 4. Mahler 4. Yeah, to some, you know, I could, awesome. I could do that. I'm not sure how big longitudinal stripe bell bottoms would go over, but we'll see. <laughs> I want to get into like some details about your motorcycling. So, do you race? Do you just ride the tracks? I do not race. I, I'm threatening, but well, right I'm threatening now, to race. yeah, I'm threatening to race in the vintage association. There's a, a national group, but that remains to be seen. Okay. I'm going to get out once I get situated in my new situation. I'm going to do some track days and kind of see where I'm at. I haven't been able to do it all that much in the last several years. I've been really focused on playing. So we'll see. But if I still have you know the ability, I'd like to give it another try. If not, I'll just do track days. It's okay. Yeah, that's awesome. It's okay. Motorcycles are so interesting because it's such a risky, such a risky sport, and you have such a you know delicate instrument. So to see the dichotomy between the two is really, really fascinating. That's a dichotomy. And there's also incredible similarities. The focus that it needs is the same as performing. Really? The focus is absolutely pinpoint accuracy. Otherwise, bad things happen. It requires the same kind of concentration and focus, or at least that's the way I approach it, as it does when playing, just at a faster speed. Much much smaller, like, seconds for mistakes, I almost. Yeah. Yeah, you know, if you happen to miss a note, nobody gets hurt. That's true. Not not the same. How was your audition for TFO? I've heard you have a really interesting Oh, my audition was really, really interesting. Back in the day, we had, this was before I had helped with my colleagues create, you know, help establish some um, orchestra committee and we to get a collective bargaining agreement, those sort of things. This was before that happened, and um, the auditions were held by invitation. I sent a letter in. I got invited. It was in the living room of the music director on Snell Isle, and I played for over an hour, everything imaginable. I brought all my complete parts books, which was a mistake, by the way. <laughs> so uh, the music director, Erwin Hoffman, just kept picking out well, I played all my solo stuff, and then he, I, he just kept picking out excerpts. Luckily, at the Cleveland Institute, I was trained in the literature, not just the audition licks. Yeah. I think that was the thing that got, you know, kind of put it over the edge. And then I went back to North Carolina, where my parents were living, and about a week later, I got an offer. So. What was that week like after? Were you really nervous? Were you relieved to have it done with? Were you like? I was relieved to be done with the playing, and mm-hmm. I was very, very optimistic. I, I felt like. The impression was good. It was hopeful. Good. Hopeful. Yeah. yeah, and it turned out really, really well. It turned out great. I came. The orchestra's grown exponentially, and I've been able to be part of that growth for quite some time. Yeah, and we have that in common that we went to the same 
university, which I, for university, that's not really the right word for it, right? right? We're both graduates of the Cleveland Institute of Music. Yes. The music conservatory, taught by Cleveland Orchestra players. Mm-hmm. Great experience. I was not a fan of Cleveland coming from North Carolina in the winter, but it's actually a beautiful city, but I just wasn't prepared for the winter. No, it took and, us so long to adjust. I'm from here, from yeah. St. Pete, Florida, so that that was a shock. Yeah. Even from North Carolina, it was a huge shock. Yeah. And I just was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's so freezing. Well, and then they're like, oh, by the way, if you don't wear gloves today, you will get frostbite. I was like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, you have, you have to be prepared. Yeah. You have to be There's no room for error there either. No. Oh, my gosh. Do you like to compare a lot of things in life to how you think about classical music and how you think about playing music? Because growing up, I always feel, feel like I find myself in the same mindset no matter what it is. I always feel like I'm thinking about things the same way I think about performing or practicing. And how does that... Other than you know the motorcycles, how does how do you feel like that bleeds into the rest of your life? No, I think it I think it affects everything, including the motorcycles. Like yeah. I was saying, I think the focus is exactly the same, the concentration level. Uh, I think analyzing the situation, analyzing time, rhythm, you know, analyzing pitch, analyzing you know tone, dynamics. I like to analyze what's going on around me. Sort of in that way, I'm not super super methodical in it but i think those those habits carry over no i think they carry over into everything i mean i approach all the music i play the same way just a really firm rhythmic pulse sensation and then everything else on top of that so Mahler four is your last concert and instead of retiring at retiring or repositioning wait would you what's the term you used repositioning re- reinventing i don't reinventing know reinventing your life or yeah. Rearranging my time, for sure. There you go. So as opposed to rearranging your life at the beginning of the season, you are doing it after Mahler 7. Was there a particular reason you chose Mahler 4? I said it again. After Mahler 4. That's a good good question. Um, Last spring, actually on my birthday, May 10th last year, I had lunch with Michael Francis, and I brought the subject up that I'd been thinking about. It was uh, time to do some other things. He asked me what concert I would like to go out on, and I picked Mahler for right away. Yeah. Also, my dear friend and an amazing cellist, Max Horning, is going to be the cello soloist with the yes. Elgar on the same concert, so it's just perfect. That's how I chose it. Michael gave me free reign to choose what concert, and then after I thought that would be my suggestion, I think we agreed that that would be a good time. I love the piece so very much. What's your I, favorite part about performing uh, it? Oh, Everything but the last movement, it just takes you to heaven. Yeah, literally, kind of. <laughs> literally, kind of. <laughs> yeah, kind of does. Yeah. Well, um, that and is I'll such a float interesting... right out the door. Yeah. yeah. Like here I go to ride motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, that would be really cool if you just drove up in a motorcycle and uh, on stage, and then just parked it, played your part, got back on the motorcycle, out, out the work, door. Work on that. There work it goes. On, yeah. If you can arrange it. I will try. I'll try. <laughs> there might be some opposition, but Yeah. I mean I can maybe maybe get Stan the, the stage yeah. manager. Conceptually manager. it's a great idea. <laughs> okay. Your favorite piece to perform of your forty seven years, do you have one that comes to mind? Absolutely not. No. No. I 
was taught and firmly believe that there are no, I mean, a masterpiece is a masterpiece. And what I'm playing at the moment, even if I don't like it later on, whatever piece I'm playing at the moment has to be my favorite piece or I'm not doing it justice. That said, I am kind of fond of Mahler four, fond of Mahler four. <laughs> but no, there's so many. I mean, I no, there's no way you can pick a favorite. Yeah, that's a tough. A favorite Beethoven symphony? Are you kidding? I mean, yeah. no, no. Love everything that you play. Later on, if you want to not like it, that's fine. But while you're playing it, it has to be your favorite piece. That's such a good mindset for this work, because it's every every time you got to be on for every concert. Exactly. So having that mindset really will will help you get there. Yeah, I think so. It has worked for me. Oh, good. In that sense. Good. Yeah. yeah. This is going to be branded as Secret Lives of Musicians. So what's your like secret life behind the scenes? So if you could walk us through a day where you're like, okay, I know D. Moses as the principal bass of the Florida Orchestra, but how does he go about his everyday life? What is his secret life that's happening behind the scenes? <laughs> wow. I... Don't even know if I could recall that. We have two cats. The cats require a little bit of attention, not a lot, thankfully. They're not as much as dogs, although I love dogs too. But uh, we have the cats. I am, you know, an equal partner mostly in maintaining our household. I enjoy that, and I enjoy spending time with my wife. A lot of our work is either solitary or actually in the group. So I enjoy, you know, spending time with my wife. And then activities, trying to get in a little bit of walking, a little bit of exercising. I hope to do a lot more of that with mornings more often free Yeah. when I'm not working. Wow, what else? I like to stay in touch with, you know, my brother's family, my sister's family. A lot of my close, close, close friends are in other places. So mm-hmm. I like to keep in touch with them as much as I can, usually social media, but Hopefully, every once in a while, you actually get to talk to somebody. Yeah, like yeah. a real human. A real face-to-face, or at least screen-to-screen. Great. So. Anything else you wanted to talk about, about being in the orchestra and your life as a bassist and how it's going to change now? I don't really know what to expect. I don't think my life is going to change all that much. I will always put everything, 100%, 100% or as they say, 200%, <laughs> into everything that I do. I mean, that's just who I am, and uh, I give I give everything I've got, and if it works fine, if it doesn't, I keep doing it until yeah. it does. I certainly expect to keep my playing up. I'm not quitting, like I, we've already said, but my life in the orchestra has been one of great promise, of great hope, and a lot of joy, a lot of bumps along the way. I've always felt like the organization was more important than my particular role and I've always fought for the orchestra to go forward in my little capacity there like I said there have been bumps in the roads and everything is moving now at a much better pace and I think we're really 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 arriving toward the potential that the dreamers back in 1975 and 77 79 always thought that this area could be and should be so it's been very gratifying to watch that, and I'll be very much interested in participating it in some little way as a sub from time to time and watching the growth because there's, no, uh, there's nothing better than a great, great orchestra for a community. Yeah. And we have it, and it just has to keep rising. That's a great sentiment. That's yeah. great. Yeah, so I, I feel like I'm leaving at a good time when you know, significant forward momentum has been established, certainly since Michael Francis came. That's been wonderful. 
and I hope to participate and watch that growth continue because it's just the rising you know, yeah. of the orchestra, you know, the rising of bringing the community up yeah. and together. Any other fun things that have happened in performances or in rehearsals that just like really stick out to you? One of the craziest things was a Beethoven nine with Yakia Ling mm -hmm. at Morsani Hall and the fire alarms all went off <gasps> in the middle of the performance. Really? About halfway through the, the third movement and everybody had to file outside in the parking lots in the air, surrounding area. And after a period of time, I'm guessing about a half an hour, we were back in we started the third movement completely from scratch from the beginning and went on. So that was kind of wild. That not is not wild. your everyday happening. Yeah. Did you ever figure out why? Was it a malfunction? I don't know. I think it was, I mean, nobody was really willing to stick their neck out. Mm -hmm. I think it was probably a, a malfunction. Yeah. But uh, there was there, there was no fire. Well, that's good. As it turned out. That's good. <laughs> I'm glad there was no fire. What's fun for me also is to see the kids at the youth concerts. Yeah. I love seeing the kids at the youth concerts. And also when young people come to yeah. our regular concerts, which is happening more and more and more and more. And it's just amazing to see their energy, how quickly they, they synchronize with the music. Mm -hmm. Not have to sit there really stiff. Quiet, okay, but not, I mean, just not be stiff and, yeah. and, and dreary yeah, and, and just be all that. really okay. be moved by the music. To me, that's fun, seeing something that we're doing have an effect. I mean, that's, that's my kind of fun. That's great. That's a great kind of fun. <laughs> well, it was really, really great getting to know you better, and I'm excited to, to put this out in the world and to show everybody how great you are and your secret <laughs> life behind the scenes. Uh -huh. And I'm sad that you're leaving the orchestra, but I'm glad you'll still be with us in other capacities and still be you know, out there evolving in different ways. So I'm excited to see how that, you know, what, what you do outside of it. It's going to be very interesting. Thank you for, for doing this. You're I, welcome. Uh, I'm just really grateful for the opportunity I've had, for the life I've had through thick and thin. It's always, always moving upward is my goal. And if I've achieved that, then I'm very content. And I'm not done. To make this switch is a good point to remember that. that I have a lot of gratitude for the opportunity, and I've given it every ounce that I have to this orchestra. It shows. Thank you, Dee. And thank you, listeners, for joining us for the first episode of Secret Lives of Musicians. We'll see you at the next one.